Welcome to Season 4 of the Irish Baptist College Podcast, Let's Talk. I'm your host, Davey Ellison. I serve as the Director of Training at the Irish Baptist College. Uh, And here at the college, we seek to magnify Christ, advance the gospel, and strengthen the church. We do this by training men and women for Christian service in a variety of spheres. Uh, And in this series of podcasts, we're talking about surviving ministry. Uh, Collectively, the college staff team have almost 150 years of ministry experience. And this ministry experience is ever-growing as alongside our roles in the college, we continue to be involved in various aspects of ministry in our home churches and the association more broadly. Uh, And so we hope that by sharing something of our experience, we might encourage and equip you to fulfill your ministry, whether that's as a pastor, in missionary service, among women, with children and young people, or whatever other way in which you're serving God and his people. Uh, And to help us with that today is our New Testament tutor, uh, Dr. Peter Firth. Um, So good afternoon, Peter. Thank you for joining us. Nice to be with you. Um, We're recording this at the beginning of a week, so I'm going to begin asking, did you enjoy the last weekend and uh, did you get up to anything interesting? Well, I did enjoy the last weekend and um, on Saturday managed to get a very nice walk uh, with my wife, which I enjoyed for a couple of hours. And then in the afternoon, uh, sat down and watched the rugby, the Six Nations, and of course, uh, rejoicing over Ireland's victory. (laughs) Uh, So that was good and rejoicing too over Scotland's victory. So, yeah, that was really encouraging. Yep. Good start for us, I think. Definitely, definitely. Good weekend. And yeah. uh, yes, Six Nations season is upon us. So that's, uh, right. that's good. Let's hope good. this weekend goes as well. <laughs> Excellent. But as I said, uh, we're not here to talk about our weekends, but to talk uh, about ministry. So in a previous podcast, Peter, we talked a little bit about your conversion and um, your growth in the Christian faith. Um but a key part of that, obviously, was being led into ministry. Um, so just want to ask if you could share a little bit about what led you into ministry, um, just the different aspects or things that happened in your life, in your mind, in your heart um, that led you towards ministry. Yeah, well, I suppose early on, I think it's fair to say that Christian ministry wasn't really on my radar uh, as I was growing up, if we're thinking about Christian ministry being a uh, the the pastorate as Mm. such Um, but after I became a Christian a number of changes sort of took place Uh, one in particular was um, just a love for reading and particularly uh, Christian books Mm. Um, all kinds of books there and uh, also a love too for studying uh, the word of God and um, of course this is pre-internet uh, period so uh, I would sort of travel around quite a bit to different churches um, and centers where the word of God was being taught by a range of um, preachers and um, that was really good uh, for me after school I spent a couple of years over in uh, Bristol and came into contact with an American pastor by the name of Wayne Detzler, Dr. Wayne Detzler. And he was a tremendous uh, encouragement uh, to me, not only through his ministry, but through his pastoral care as well. Mm. And he's one of those guys who um, was actually a Greek scholar and um, has written a number of books um, utilizing his uh, Greek linguistic skills. And that sort of fascinated me and 
drew me to an interest in uh, the Greek language. Um, And during my time when I was away, I was getting opportunities as well to speak at different places. And those who were close to me um, uh, were encouraging me to think more seriously about that uh, kind of thing. And alongside that, too, uh, there was developing just a heart, a pastoral heart to, to go and visit people, to minister to them the best I could, maybe just in a practical way. So um, all of these things were sort of converging yeah. Yeah. round about that um, period of time. And um, eventually, when I came back to Northern Ireland, the man who was instrumental in leading me to Christ, uh, contacted me and said, you know, I've been praying for you much in recent days. Had you been, have you thought maybe about uh, going and getting some training mm-hmm. for Christian ministry? And I said, well, as a matter of fact, I have been thinking about that. And cut a long story short, he put me in contact with the Irish Baptist College. Right. So that was really something that slowly kind of accumulated over a number of years that kind of led you towards ministry is that that right yeah Uh, very much so very much so Mm -hmm. yeah rather than kind of one massive moment where everything kind of shifts it was this yeah yeah, just it was a gradual uh process and uh, other people really uh, encouraging me you know Mm. looking at what i was doing what i was involved in um and saying well you know there, there seems to be gifting here yeah and uh, it'd be good maybe to have an opportunity to get some training yeah on this and yeah. so on uh so yeah excellent well, well we'll come back to that question on training in just a moment but before we get there um you you've obviously then been in ministry for for quite a while um pastoral ministry pastoring in a number of different places as well what resources have you found particularly helpful um, in your ministry, whether that's been fellow pastors who have encouraged you or particular sermons that you've heard or books you've read or conferences you've been to or, or what? There's maybe a variety of things there and you pro- probably can't mention everything, but what are the kind of standout resources that have been particularly helpful? Yeah, I mean, I've obviously uh, listened to really thousands of sermons, I suppose, by now. Um, And, you know, there's a whole raft of wonderful books and resources um, out there that uh, we could talk about. Uh, But I think alongside that, uh, individuals who've come alongside at different points in my life, and uh, they have had an important input uh, into my life, just helping me and encouraging me. I think whenever I was over in Scotland ministering in Scotland, uh, one particular pastor, senior pastor, uh, very well respected worldwide, uh, was very, very interested in what I was doing and so on, a family as well, and gave me a lot of helpful advice mm. uh, about ministry, about things that I should be reading. Um, how to go about um, pastoring a church and Mm. so on. And uh, whenever I eventually moved to Northern Ireland, the um, association here uh, encouraged me to connect with uh, another senior pastor here. And I mean, he was just excellent. 
um, would regularly uh, phone me up, ask me how I was doing, and we'd talk about things. I was able to um, bounce ideas off him, share at quite a deep level uh, with him. And um, I think that proved to be very helpful on a whole number of fronts. Uh, one being that very often when you're the pastor of the church, it can be uh, a lonely position to be in. And um, it's nice to have an outside voice and also a, a more mature voice yeah. speaking to you, taking an objective view and saying, well, have you thought about this mm. or have you thought about that? And that um, sort of personal interaction has been um, backed up with uh, books that I've read, conferences that I've attended um, and with the benefit of the internet now, it's really just a, a click of a button and you can be in the United States listening to a conference speaker or in uh, England or in Europe yeah. Yeah. listening to conference speakers and so on, seminars, etc. Yeah. So uh, we're much uh, better served now, uh, today, than when I was certainly starting off. Yeah, you'd have sure. to get onto a plane and fly to these places and of course uh, most of the time you didn't have the financial resources to yeah. do that yeah and the availability of resources is really helpful um now but i think that's an important note you've struck just with that personal interaction with people in in real life rather than just always listening to speakers through media or reading books but the to have someone in real life that you can talk to and share with yeah and also um these people are familiar with your context. Yeah. You know, the local context, and that's really important. Mm. Uh, so that the advice that they're giving is really customized as such to, yeah. to where you are. Definitely. Definitely. That's great. Thank you, Peter. Um, on a couple of occasions, whenever you're talking about being led into ministry, you did talk about uh, training, and you had this growing desire um, to train and prepare for ministry. Um. In what way did that theological training equip you for ministry? Um, and what what way did it prepare you for what was to come? Well, you know, looking back, um, I'm very, very grateful for the opportunity that I had uh, to go into college and to train. Um, you know, the prospect of going into church ministry and not having gone through a college would be quite frightening to me <laughs> it opens your eyes up to so many things mm. but um certainly uh, for me it's helped me on a whole number of levels it's enhanced and deepened my understanding of scripture yeah. and has helped me to uh, handle scripture uh, much better I think it's given me a greater appreciation too of things such as church history and to see mm. our place in church history yeah uh, just to be aware also of uh, mission in the world and what's happening in the world uh, as well as locally uh, it's helped to just develop skills uh, to not only study scripture but to lead meetings and to work alongside people and yeah. committees and so on. 
and has opened up my eyes to a lot of resources that I wasn't familiar with mm. uh, at uh, the time. Um, and also in college, there's an important emphasis just on spiritual formation, which is yeah, for sure. vitally important in Christian ministry. So those are just uh, some of the ways in which, uh, you know, training has helped me. Yeah. Obviously, in our circles, we don't have ordained ministry in that sense. Would you say theological training is necessary before going into ministry or just that it's just as very beneficial and prudent? Well, I've come across people who are in ministry and haven't gone through college. Yeah. Uh, but just speaking personally, I don't think I could have done that. <laughs> <laughs> and I've always, when I've spoken to them uh uh, tried to speak in, in very encouraging terms about uh, training for ministry. And yeah. I think the interesting thing is that um, talking to some of those people, they would now say, you know, I wish I had had that mm. opportunity and I, yeah. I would encourage others to yeah. take the opportunity yeah. if at all possible. For sure. For sure. And whenever you think about what you've outlined there and the ways it's helped and equipped you for ministry, you know, theologically, practically, and and just spiritually as well. Um, yeah, you you would want to make the most of that if you can. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, three years or whatever it is, it, it passes very very quickly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, indeed. And um, even at that, you feel there's so much more I would want to learn and need to know. Yeah. Um, but you can't stay in college all the time. You have to go out. You have to get involved in ministry yeah. and so on. And very often it's it's in, in the doing of ministry that you look back and you get a, a fresh and deeper appreciation of what you experienced at college. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. My next question is maybe the hardest question, Peter, because it's uh, what is the single best piece of advice that you've received that you'd like to pass on to others, either in ministry or considering ministry? I'm guessing you don't have just one piece of advice. I'm guessing there's lots of different pieces of advice bouncing around your head. But as people ask you for advice, whether they're considering ministry or they're in pastoral ministry, maybe specifically, um, what are the pieces of advice or, or the piece of advice that you find yourself falling back on to offer others most frequently? There are just so many things that um, come to mind with this kind of question. So I'll maybe just confine it to uh, two things. Um, first of all, um, just the importance of maintaining, for those of us who are married, a strong marriage mm-hmm. relationship and working hard in raising your family Mm -hmm. Um, because I think if that's not going well that's going to impact your ministry uh, enormously and um, not to say that I I got it right all the time I certainly didn't but uh, looking back um, I'm so grateful to God for the wife that he gave me and I certainly couldn't have done the things that I have done without uh, her support. And she made enormous sacrifices um, to enable me to do the ministry that I've been involved in. Mm. And um, it's important that 
you know, I look after that and, and maintain that and ensure that uh, that situation is a, a, a good and harmonious one. For sure. Um, for sure. You look at the qualifications for an elder in Timothy and Titus, and that heads the list, doesn't it, in terms of home life and how how that happens well that's right and you know the apostle peter makes it clear that if there's if there's issues there and so on that's going to affect your relationship with god Mm -hmm. and your prayer life so i think that's that's the first thing that's helpful and then secondly um with regard to uh working within the church just starting off um a piece of advice that was given to me was go slow at the beginning. Hmm. Um, go slow. Um, uh, obviously, there'll be things that you see that need to be changed and, and developed and so on. But you really got to get yourself orientated into your new context yeah. uh, to get to know the way that um, the church thinks and operates and to get to know your people well too, mm. uh, to see what kind of pace of change is going to be possible yeah. in this uh, particular context. So just work hard, I think, at getting round the congregation and meeting with everyone mm. and try to build up just a profile of yeah. uh, your members and the people who are attending. Um get to know a a little bit about their background, their upbringing, their experience of church and so on. Mm. Um, I remember listening to a policeman many years ago and his piece of advice uh, with regard to the police was this, never go through a door without knowing what's on the other side. (laughs) And uh, sometimes it's possible, you know, to walk through a door (laughs) And uh, not know what's on the other side or not make the effort to find out well, what is on the other side. Yeah. Now, of course, sometimes we're already through the door, but I think you need to certainly look around you when you're through that door and just find out what's what's going on, where people are at, so on, uh, the makeup of the people um, and just take your time mm. uh, before you want to uh consider making any maybe significant changes to the place yeah yeah i think that's that's insightful peter i think sometimes we can think about um the the church is kind of this corporate entity which it is but it's it's clearly constituted of of different individuals and it's important to know um as best as we can all of those individuals Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we've been talking a little bit about advice for those in ministry. Um, what about people who are listening um, to us today, Peter, and um, they're a member in a church or they're maybe they're a deacon or an elder as well, and they're looking on at their pastor and they have some appreciation for the amount of work that he, he has on his plate for his labors in serving them and they want to help their pastor Um how, how can we best help our pastors? What are the things we can do, think, say, um, pray that would be beneficial for those who labor in pastoring us? 
Yeah, I mean, that's a really good question to ask. And um, again, a number of things um, come to mind. Um, we have a little series in the church that I attend, uh, which is entitled This Time Tomorrow, okay. where for just a few minutes, uh, someone is invited to come up to the front, a member of the church, and talk a little bit about what they're going to be doing tomorrow at this particular time. And it mm. just gives the congregation an insight into that person's life, yeah. what it's like and how we can best pray for them. Mm. And so very often, uh, you know, you maybe get a pastor doing that or someone else doing that. But I think it's very useful even for the pastor to be involved in that and for people to know, well, what is it like mm. to be a pastor? You know, yeah. I have some idea, but there'll be other uh, aspects of it that I'm not familiar with. And maybe it's no bad thing uh, for a pastor to have the opportunity or just to be interviewed a little bit about what it's like for you yeah. to minister in the church. And then the pastor can respond and say, well, these are some areas in which you could maybe uh, pray for me and encourage me. But of course, pastors like everyone else, uh, they need to be encouraged. Mm. It's not an easy role to fulfill. Um, normally they're going to be married and, you know, you just need to, to think about that. Think about uh, what it's like to be married, some of the pressures that are yeah. upon couples today. Very often they'll have children too and you just realise, well, they're just like any other family with all yeah. the issues that, that yeah. come um, with that. But I mean, I find in, in Scripture words uh, such as Hebrews chapter uh, 13 um, quite helpful when it comes to this uh, whole question. And if I could just read uh, these words from Hebrews 13, where the writer says uh, to the believers there, obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Uh, let them do this, that is, let them carry out their ministry with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, encourage them and um, uh, at all possible, make it easy for them mm. uh, to fulfill their role uh, so that um, they are able to, to carry it out um, much more easily and yeah. are enjoying the role. Yeah. Um, rather than just having to endure it mm. as such. Um, and so it is just a reminder, I think, from the uh, Word of God that we uh, need to be mindful of those who are in positions of leadership uh, over us. Let them do it with joy. It's possible, you know, to be engaged in ministry and the joy's gone. Mm. Yeah. And how is that going to be restored? And, you know, that will show itself in time mm. and it, uh, it'll it uh, be demonstrated, I think, in, in, in the preaching and the conducting of services and, and the interaction with people. Mm. It, it will it will show itself. And you really don't want to get to that situation where maybe the, the pastor is is discouraged yeah. to think, well, have we contributed to that? 
Um, so there is a responsibility there, not just for the pastor to the people, but people to pastor, for them yeah. to, to pray, to encourage the pastor. No pastor is perfect, going to mm. make mistakes and so on. But we should be encouragers of one another and yeah. um, try to focus on the positive things. Yeah. And just continue to uphold them in, in prayer. Yeah, I think that's a really helpful way to think about it, especially in our kind of consumer culture where it's always take, 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 that um, we can sometimes think about that with the pastor. You know, he's he's our pastor to teach us and to preach for us, but we, we have a responsibility to, to him as well, to, to serve him and to care for him and encourage him, as you've said. That's right. That's right. And, you know, the way I've looked at it is this, that, you know, people will often look at the pastor and they say, you know, God has called you pastor here to minister to us and to develop us and bring us on in our Christian relationship. Mm. And that is true. That is true. But the pastor, too, is on a journey. <laughs> and that church is to be used by God to develop the pastor and to yeah. bring him on. Yeah. So that when he finishes that, that pastorate, hopefully he is, is more mature yeah. in his relationship with God and um, better placed yeah. for the next assignment that mm. God has given uh, to him. Excellent. Well, that's a, that's a fitting word on which to, to end, Peter. So thank you so much uh, for your time, especially right in the middle of a semester. It's very busy with teaching, marking, and we have a number of other duties as well that's right. <laughs> that are pressing on us. So thank you, Peter. Well, thank um, you again for the opportunity. No problem. And thank you for listening to Let's Talk. The Irish Baptist College is committed to training men and women for gospel service here in Ireland and across the globe. If you're interested in preparing for ministry at a theological college that is academically rigorous and vocationally focused, then I want to invite you to explore the opportunities available to study theology here with us at the Irish Baptist College. You can do so by visiting irishbaptistcollege.org. There are also some open events planned in February, so see the events page on our website for all the necessary information. The college is now open to applications for September 2023. Perhaps I'll see one from you. Until next time. Bye.